tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are doing well. I just wanted to say that this is, uh, we have this episode coming out with Ryan Dawson. We recorded this episode at the end of 2021. And what happened was we had Ryan on to talk about the civil war. XG takes a picture of him and he posts it on uh, Instagram. And I get an email from Gabe Hoffman and Gabe is calling, um, uh ryan dawson the man is unrepenting jew hater and so here's my thing man ryan dawson has come on and he talked about how he's being censored everywhere and then he you know and listen i'm very open with my opinions and my opinion is is like i'm not into the jew world order uh i'm not into any of that i i I love everybody I'm very open with who I think it is. It's a dark occult magic. Sorcerers run the world. They use, in my humble opinion, they use uh, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Catholicism as mass walk amongst us. Uh, I live with Jews. Uh, I, I gig with Jews. I don't believe in the Jew world. I, I'm very, very, very... Um, precise in what i believe and that is people at the top of all religions uh, of any democrat the people at the top cause all the chaos and they make everybody fight with each other they we all blame each other on our level okay it's elites versus everybody whether you're jewish islam you know christian catholic it's the tops fight and that's where the occult is okay they use these religions to walk amongst us so, uh, I, and if you want to discuss Zionism, okay, I'll discuss Zionism. I'm very honest what I think Zionism is, and I, I, I have no problems with criticizing Zionism. I have no problems with criticizing the government of Israel. Again, have no problems with uh, Israelis. I'm very open with that. Love Jews. Jews are a big part of my life. Um, I just don't believe the average boots on the ground is participating in this, just like just like how Americans aren't behind the, the these ridiculous military industrial complex. It's like the elites, elites in banking, the elites in the military industrial complex, all that stuff. Okay, it's the elites, it's the dark arts occultics. Now Ryan Dawson has his own opinions, and if I didn't have Anybody on I disagreed with, uh, then I would have nobody on the show because not every guest comes on. I agree with them. 
And just because this is a particularly sensitive subject to some people doesn't mean I won't have somebody on. Again, if you want to criticize a foreign government, I have zero problems with that. I do it with my own country all the time. Canada, uh, England, Germany, Russia, China, Mexico, you know, I do it all the time. I, qu- I question policies of foreign governments. Doesn't mean I don't like the people that live there. I've said it a thousand times. I think, you know, Israel and the Israelis, I know a lot of them. They're wonderful people. I watch Israeli twerking videos all the time. I have zero problems with them. Okay. I think they're brainwashed, just like Americans were are brainwashed into we got to fight terrorism over here to fight stop here you know like that's my that's my whole opinion and that in itself is controversial you know um so this was supposed to be about civil war and we're going to put the episode out when the parts that we feel is okay if you don't like it and you think that's some kind of censorship that's fine you do it then maybe this isn't the show for you to watch because for me there's a lot more things to talk about than to send up the bat signal to get censored. And Ryan Dawson says that he gets censored. He's been kicked off everything. So, I mean, and I love Ryan David Dawson, you know, but it's like, why I wouldn't go on someone else's show talking about stuff that I knew could get their show kicked off. I just, I, 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 even when it's come to something like coronavirus, okay, I censor myself when I'm on other people's shows. Because I don't want to get them in trouble when they ask in the interview. It's a big reason why I don't ask to be on a lot of shows. Because I know if you put Sam Tripoli in the title, it's going to fuck with your YouTube numbers. So I tell them to put Fat Dragon or whatever in there, right? I don't even do other people's shows. So, you know, it's like we've had the guys from Open Secret on our show before, right? That's where it is, man. This show, we have the dangerous conversation. And, uh, you know, again, I have zero problems with the Jewish people. I have problems with Zionism and how it's being applied to people. Okay. That's not the religion. That's not the people. I, I believe in that, that, that of every religion, there's dark arts cultists running everything. And that's my opinion. So that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, I've had Abby Martin on who criticizes Israel, I've had many, many people come on and criticize Israel. You know, there's some shit in the Talmud that you got to be like, what the fuck is that? But that's every religious book, right? These things, you know, these things are meant to get us all to fight with each other. Again, I love everybody. Love Muslims, love Christians, love Jews, love all this. I just think there's a lot of other dangerous conversations we can have. Now, if you'd like to see me live... Okay, you want to see me live? I'm gonna have a couple shows coming up. I will be live at the. I will be in Buffalo at Helium's with uh with Cash Days, Howie Dewey, and Rob the Fire Bernstein. And then finally, at the end of the month, I'm going to be that Friday, the 28th, I believe. Okay, I'm going to be at the uh. At the Long Beach two shows, man, the shows are just, the tickets are flying for these shows. It'll be January 28th. I'll be live. I'll be live in Long Beach at Harvell's. Uh, That's an 8 p.m. show for 
to buy a comedy. And then we have another show after that, which is, um, which is Swarm Tank. That's, that's at 10 p.m. And then the following night, I am in, I am in Bakersfield at the well, and we're doing it again. Okay, both those shows. All tickets are at samtriple.com. And the finally, February 19th, the the first ever, the first ever conspiracy social club live. We're working on the pay-per-view right now. There's gonna be one show at 5 p.m. uh Pacific Standard Time during the day, and then we're going to have a stand-up comedy show after that. So come get weird. Come to Sam. Go grab your tickets at samtriplee.com. Enjoy the show, The Civil War. Uh, it's a fun conversation. Enjoy it. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the floor. All right, we're hurling towards our uh, last couple episodes of the year. So we're like, we're going to finish strong, hard in the paint. Samurai style, okay? This next guy is easily one of the most re, uh, requested guests on the show. And we thought, what a great way to end uh, 2021, which has been a great year for the show, with a powerful guest, you know, straight out of Tokyo, China. Ray Ray, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Dawson, everybody. How are you? Sam's good to be back on. He's Sashi Buddy. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh-huh. What's new, dude? What did we start off with years ago? The Blair Mountain Rebellion or something? And No, we had you on before that, too. I forget what the actual Uh, thing was, but we had you on. Then you came and did a... You've done a couple shows with me at the Comedy Store, right? Yep. Live action, yep. Yeah, and then here we are. Bam. Live here. Got the robe and everything, yeah. Got the robe. You got a new setup behind you. You got some hot chicks of Japan. Calendar. Shameless plug. Yep. Nothing wrong calendar. with that, dude. Nothing Very, wrong with it's that. It's kind of theme today. She's got her uh, Virginia battle flag. flag top on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> some of the episodes you've done, I think you've done an Epps, uh, some on Epstein. I think you've done uh, the Blair Mountain, which I loved. I loved every time you're on. I forget the what origin else. of redneck, right? Yeah. yeah, the origin of redneck. And so, you know, it's very easy. So I've been driving around a lot. Uh, and you know, I got to go see my kids and all this stuff and twins, right? Yeah. Twin girls. And I'm uh, also you know. a twin. Yeah. Yeah. I've met, uh, yeah. We've had your brother on, right? Oh yeah. That was another episode you came on for to talk oh. about, um, the Island that yeah, the lost colony and all that, the yeah. lost colony. That was another one, but you know, I'm one of the few people that Johnny makes fun of me. I still listen to AM radio uh sports radio and it's it's getting unbearable at this point it is sports talk in general is getting unbearable because it's all about the uh COVID. that's all it is 24 they're just pounding it in your head and i thought to myself i i wonder if we're getting like this with the with people with the you know the alternative media the truth media it, talking about COVID constantly, are people really getting sick and tired of it? And because I know I'm sick and tired of it hearing it in sports, it's just Yo, driving me nuts. Shirt. What does it say? It says the media is a virus. Ah, yes, that's dude. great. So, so well, we're this relates to-, to our our civil war topic too, because which states don't have mandates and pass passports and all that? It's Florida, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, and it's all southern states. Because they are the ones that retain just a fraction of that Jeffersonian tradition against authoritarianism. 
And these are the states that are pushing back against COVID, getting rid of masks, and actually allowing a dialogue and discussion about it. You can't even argue about it in some places. You definitely can't do it on social media, right? And even though things that have been said since 2020 have since been proven true, they still won't restore accounts and stuff, right? When people that were doubting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another episode we're about to drop too. And it's just like, it is. It's like medical misinformation that in about uh, two, three months will be fact factual. <laughs> and I mean, like Johnny and I did a, sh- uh, we have a broken simulation show together and he just mentioned Ivermectin and- Not just mention we- it. I, I told- the fact I, I told the listeners that I took ivermectin when I was diagnosed I over here. with COVID, and that was enough to get us the video taken down. And it got us, did it get, we get a strike for that? Yeah, we got a strike, yeah. and we have two more about a week and a half left. But it also depends, and it also depends who it is, nice. though, because uh-huh. breaking point, breaking point, and all of them say that word all the fucking time. It's, 100%. They're already, they're already picked on you. Sam's already got the little, the little. Smart, right. part, smart plug and they're like we're picking at this motherfucker all day yeah it's not it's, because you said the word it's because it's you and they're looking for an excuse mm-hmm. yeah and if they don't want another channel that pushes what they don't like to get big so they have to deal with it now they got all these guys like uh you know rogan still got his um tim pool still has it mm-hmm. the quick quickening or the, uh, that guy he's got a great channel you know they don't want I mean, more of those. Tim Pool, if you just sit there and read the news to people, you're safe. But I mean, if you actually <laughs> push the envelope, you're gonna get in trouble. I just yeah. got ba- all my backup channels are banned from YouTube again this week. Like I can't pop my head up for air even for one second. But like I, I've gone hard in the paint on Epstein and not just the surface level bullshit and stuff and September 11th and all that and and COVID, you know, that is what they're scared of. It is. So that's why, man, I just kind of want to uh, anything else other than that same thing we've been talking about a lot. I really like to get into. So, you know, I think you'd mentioned it or uh, somehow I found out that you're you have some fun information about the Civil War that maybe not everybody knows about. So I would I thought yeah. it'd be fun to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, not enough people know about it. And this really goes back all the like America died with Lincoln. That's when it died. There's people like fiddle fuck around with like what kind of government we ought to have or if we should have one at all. And like, well, these all these politicians suck. It doesn't matter what party, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, the reason why that is the reason you hate police who are trained by the Israelis, by the way, is because of our press. Like culture is downstream from media and politics is downstream from culture. If you don't change the media, you can't fix any of this shit. Like, I don't mind the cops in Japan at all. They actually do what police are supposed to do. I can't stand them in the U.S. I don't like the criminals or the cops. I hardly see a difference. But we don't have police academies. We have a foreign apartheid state training the police. But we have a mass media that's just obsessed with, like, picking scabs and race and whatever they can to cause division and violence. And it's disgusting. But it's not intrinsically like that. When it started with Lincoln closing down over 300 newspapers, right, they've had a the birth of the marriage between corporation and state starts with Lincoln and the birth of them controlling the press and the narrative also starts with Lincoln. When people talk about lobbyists, legalized bribery, that got its name from general grant. When that drunk became president, he met with people in lobbies of hotels so much to take bribes. They just started calling them lobbyists. So we hate lobbyists and all that. 
It goes all the way back to Lincoln and Grant. Lincoln and Grant. So, so let me get this right. Based on what I'm hearing so far, Lincoln isn't the guy we thought he was. If you're thinking of honest Abe who never tell a lie <laughs> that fought to end the slavery trade and all that, that's such a canard. It's <laughs> just like... so crazy, bro. It's so crazy that everything <laughs> that is up is really down. Yeah. And it's just like, I, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, it's this weird thing where it's like, is everything a conspiracy? I'm like, I hate to say it, but yeah, it really is. It's a long con done. So you don't know if you're coming or going and it just is insane. So when you get into like the, the, you know, the play Hamilton, like why is that guy being celebrated and yeah. other guys not being celebrated? <laughs> Fuck it's, Hamilton. You know, the centralized. Yeah. Right. So it's like, really? Not yeah. Even, Lincoln not was. Lincoln was the product of that Hamiltonian Henry Clay way of thinking. And I, my granddad swore he wore a top hat to hide his horns. But <laughs> when you're thinking of crony capitalism, like that just top hat wearing crony capitalist guy, that's Lincoln. You know, you had a foul breath, squeaky voice, a weirdo, a bastard, actually an actual bastard with Marfander syndrome that, not phantom syndrome. What's that? It's like the shitty kind of giantism. Yeah. It's uh, agromegalia. <laughs> like the, is the, is, agromegalia is what uh, Andre the Giant has stuff. What Lincoln had just sort of makes your makes your long. You got a sunken in chest and super long fingers, and your tendons are loose and you're weak. And it does make you tall though. So he was the tallest president. And, and if you include the horns, he was you know almost seven feet. But. <laughs> Someone did bowl, shoot huh? the hat off his head during the Civil War. They're that close, right? <laughs> but that guy, uh, first of all, slavery didn't end until after he was dead. He had no intention of ending it one way or the other. He, he did want to stop uh, the extension of slavery into the Western states, but his reason for that wasn't some sort of altruism for Black people. It was he didn't think Blacks and whites should live together at all and they should stay apart where they aren't already together. That's his own words. Uh, but they, of course, they uh -oh. still continue with Chinese slaves. The coolie trade was long after the Civil War. S actually, still, we have Chinese slaves in a sense. I mean, at least it's illegal now, but we still do it in sweatshops. But oh, there's still uh, African slaves. And mm -hmm. it's just like before, mm -hmm. but at least it's it's Africans illegal. selling Africans. Now, my question to you is. Well, that's what we devastated Africa's West Africa's economy when Thomas Jefferson, a Southerner, ended the transatlantic slave trade. That hurt West Africa more than anyone else. It hurt the Europeans, too, because there was a little triangle going where Africa was making its revenue selling slaves to the Americas uh, who are making products and they would get turned into finished goods in Europe, which would sell them back to Africa. Well, they couldn't pay for the finished products without the continued uh, trade for slaves. Right. And so Jefferson did a one two punch on two of his competitors, Europe and Africa, and you know, started phasing out slavery. He tried to end slavery in the state of Virginia. Uh, we lost by two votes. He tried to put that in the Virginia Constitution. He did end slavery in the Ohio Valley Territory. And people were like, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. I'm like, Thomas Jefferson uh, ended about three-fourths of slavery in the United States solo. And uh, no, he didn't. He didn't even live with his slaves half the time. And he had slaves because his father, uh, his father died when he was 11, actually of giantism. And the good kind. And his uncle became his stepfather and his uncle had lost three wives and three children to childbirth, which was common at the time. Um, and then he had children with a slave 
and Jefferson was buying her relatives to keep her family from being torn apart. Damn! He also dude. invented macaroni and cheese, so that that alone. Oh, puts what? Him what, out. what? Who did? Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson invented- that elbow macaroni and cheese. So macaroni was sort of a hard thing. It was from China, uh, you know. Uh, so is spaghetti. It's not Italian. They might make the best spaghetti today, but it comes from China. Jefferson, uh, a neighbor of his, owed him some money and couldn't pay off the full debt. So he paid him partly in money and partly with two giant wheels of cheese. And so Jefferson just started putting cheese on everything because they had to use it up quickly. And they popped it in the macaroni. Macaroni was a very posh thing to have. It's not like little kid food. It was, you know, the song Yankee Doodle Dandy. Stuck mm-hmm. a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. It's like, yeah. oh, you thought you're fashionable. You thought you're high to do because you have this, this cool thing from China. And everything from China was cool. It wasn't like China was the, was the pinnacle of civilization before communism. Like everyone looked up to China. And now it just in a couple of generations went absolute shit. But they, um, the whole governor's mansion in Williamsburg, Virginia, where, which is where the capital was before Richmond, it's all Chinese stuff. Like you go through there and you think it's a, a like a Chinese house from the 1700s or something, but uh, yeah, that was the macaroni. So he took these macaroni and just slopped in some cheddar cheese. Everyone really enjoyed it, and uh, it's mac and cheese. <laughs> this is also where you, from macaroni comes macking and mac daddy and mac and all that. Ooh, comes from that. Damn, that makes sense. Yeah, now we got pimp daddies. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what do you thought? What are your thoughts, Ryan, on the uh, that uh, a segment of uh, Africans that are thought to be African Americans were actually Moors, and they were here way before uh, slavery started. That there were actually Africans that were quote unquote indigenous to these to this country that were here way, way, way before. Uh, uh columbus got here and all that stuff that's been something i've been looking into i haven't seen any evidence for that i mean i've seen those claims but there were there were vikings there were chinamen there were some <laughs> irish uh that went with vikings that came to canada and came to california 1429 the chinese came to what's now the u.s so that's before columbus and of course some of the vikings were in the year almost 490 years before columbus but uh, the Moors were kicked out of Spain. That's how Columbus paid for his trip was the town that was indebted to the crown uh, for kicking the Moors out and sending them to Africa or the grave was a shipbuilding town. They built the ships to pay their debts, which are what the ships that Columbus ends up using to discover part of the Caribbean never actually landed in mainland America. They obviously knew it was there, but um. That's no, so there were not Africans in the United States until they were brought there. It is so interesting that everybody is just like agreeing on this whole timeline. Like, and we're watching in real time as they try to flip everything. Well, Columbus is- was the first Catholic to see the America. And so that's what got him public schools was he's the first Christian in America. So he discovered it by himself, but it had been known. The Norsemen knew, the Asians knew, and they knew they knew. And he did not think he was in India. That's why he called him Indians. That's <laughs> not true. It's just for this the uh, Spanish word for indigenous. That's where they get Indian. Damn. Although I often don't correct that because I think he was a 
butcher and i'm just like yeah he was stupid he thought he was an in india it's not true though <laughs> some people think he was like a pirate you know they well yeah like, <laughs> what's per- the difference between plundering. a pirate and a privateer state sponsorship you know <laughs> yeah basically 100 mm-hmm. percent so this so that's what i call have- al-qaeda they're pirates on, on the land covert state sponsorship I mean, that's sure. not a secret anymore after the Syrian war and all the weapons going to Al Qaeda and all that's mm-hmm. the front. Like, come on. So what do you I mean, I want to get into the civil war, but what is your take on the like the uh, Uyghur camps in China? I mean, because it's like, listen, I'm I'm of the sense that the U.S. military industrial complex is really that of the, the the world banking organization international banking cabal they you know after the assassination of kennedy they basically hijacked everything yep. took it over they used the u.s military as uh as you know stormtroopers and that the the united states people have attempted to vote in a person to end war for the like the last you know obama trump and nobody really voted for joe biden but you (laughs) know it's like this notion (laughs) of like they've tried they've tried to get people in that were supposed to end the wars they lied to everybody they get in um so now we got this rhetoric coming and there's a lot of people on the far left who are anti-war, anti-military industrial complex. They're basically saying that a lot of the rhetoric coming out about China right now is very much just warmongering, that they're trying to get us ramped up to go to war with China, which I agree with. There is that. But how much of it is true, in your opinion? How much is that China... We know communism is bad, right? Mm -hmm. But how much is that? Is China a bad player? Now, we know they're doing a lot of the uh, one belt, one road. Last time I was there, they tried to, a family tried to give me their kid. I mean, it's both things. Okay. So like the, the Uyghur situation is a real thing. It is overblown. It is a horrible thing, but they're exaggerating the hell out of it. Uh, That doesn't excuse the portion that is there, but the only reason that, that's in the news or whatever. I mean, cause look at all the things that are not named, right? The colonization of Palestine and starvation of Yemen, but they don't care. But when China does something bad, they're like, aha, because that's a economic rival. Right. But it doesn't mean they're not doing it. It's just like their our motivation for pointing it out is because they're anti-Chinese and people's motivation to excuse it is because they're anti-US and they do this stupid light switch brain thing where they're like, Oh, uh, U.S. good, China bad, China good, U.S. bad. Like, no, they're both bad. They both have their own MIC. Uh, one's a communist hellhole. The other's a plutocratic shit state. I mean, it's um, it's something else for the U.S. to be pointing the finger at what China's doing. I mean, look at their own states. Have you seen Portland recently? It's had over a thousand homicides. It's been taken over by drug addicts. I don't say homeless people. I say drug addicts. That's what they are. It's just falling apart. You have failed cities that just look like, I mean, people reverted back to living in tents again. Yeah. uh, Because they're dying of fentanyl. And they blame the Chinese for sending fentanyl. I'm like, who decided to put fentanyl in your mouth or however you take it? You know who? You did. It's your fault. For sure. But make no no doubts about the fentanyl is uh is payback for the opium wars that they did a long time (laughs) yeah i mean for sure and i i totally agree and as a guy who 
you know, struggle with drugs. I, I totally understand exactly what you're talking about. You know, and here's the problem with all these failed. But the things. way you get off drugs is a, is an asshole like me saying, get get your shit together and help them out. And we're not trying to help them. We're like, just oh yeah, I'm legalize it all. And I'm like that man. So you, you, a responsible person can look at that and go, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that aren't aren't like that. And they, they've got other problems in their life that add to their drug addiction and stuff. And you cannot just fix all that so quickly. You know? I totally agree with that. I also don't think someone should go to jail for uh, doing drugs. I think if they steal to do drugs, they commit violence. That's something different. But I think yeah, it's a medical issue. Yeah. And issue sure. teacher has. Yeah. The problem with this, and, and it's why it's going to be so hard to fix it. It's going to get real bad before it gets better. Is that these people in particular, the left. The left is so stuck on this R's and D's, okay? And, like, they can't not vote for Democrats because they think that's automatically a vote for Republicans. And listen, dude, they're two wings of the same rotten bird, okay? But look at what you're happening to your cities. I'm not saying you have to vote in Republicans. I'm just saying you have to not vote for the people that are driving your city into the fucking ground. You could vote I mean, for like- better Democrats, even like the ones that are, the the far left is taking over that party. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just like there the aren't any like did with the liberals. Like I, I cringe at that word. I'm like you don't want to be associated with that anymore. And it's kind of like early two thousand with Republicans when the neocons took over. Like that's 100%. not a like Bob Dole Republican kind of guy. That these are these people are crazy, right? But they completely took over in the Bush administration and we ended up in a war in Iraq over nothing. And a lot of actual conservatives were thinking. Uh, they, I mean, they made the word neocon of this separate like these are the new conservative. These these people are not us. They're not for fiscal responsibility and, and anti-degenerate. They're just warmongering Zionists. And there's also the the super religious right, which, you know, like I'm fine with people who are religious. I, I'm a very spiritual guy. I'm not into organized religion, but I respect people's religion. But, you know, the right was like, hey, man, you know, it's like we're not in a place where like gays burn in hell and all that stuff. We don't want to do that. So they cut out right. a lot of that, which allowed them to rise a little bit. The left is so fucked because they're oh, whole- they got their own religion, the, the Branch Covidians. Well, they got the, they got the, they got the, uh, you know, everybody is just, everyone must be, uh, uh get equal outcome and, uh, you oh, know, yeah. and they're just allowing blue hair crazies to define everything. They redefine the word equity. Like equity is an economic term. And they decided, no, it's equal outcome of these biological categories or sexual yeah. categories. I love that. It's like sex is, uh, is made from will, whatever you imagine, right? How come you need surgery then? But the, the problem is this with the, with the left is that they can't stop voting for the people that get like, look at look at California. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a problem with the price of everything, the crime rate, how dirty everything is. And when you had a chance to recall the guy that was causing that is yeah. such a giant part of this problem, they couldn't do it. They, you they call Larry Elder a racist. They ju- I mean, dude, he got I got attacked so by a many... white lady in a gorilla mask. I got, yeah, is that crazy, dude? <laughs> Can you and imagine they had the other no way? Like, problems oh. with it? But and I blame it... the media again. Like, okay, they, they, they the called press the black was, the was a Gavin Newsom nut hugger, right? But okay, like I, I agree with you. What you say, I don't, I doubt there's one Californian that loves 
you know, scat in the street and syringe needles everywhere and the cost of housing's gone up. You know, your cost is yeah, everything's gone up. Inflation's mad. You got supply line crisis, ships sitting out in the water, like all these problems, homeless people all over the place. You got like last time I was in Venice Beach, it was like quadruple the normal rate of drug addicts out there. And they gotta look at that and go, oh man, this sucks. You know what they do though? They just keep voting in the same idiots. They're like, well, we can't we can't let Trump win or whatever. Yep. <laughs> or they yep. move to some red state and try to fuck up that and they bring their dumb ideas with them. You know, but it's it's the press because big tech, etc. No one is allowed to challenge their dumb ideas. Like normally when you go on and on about 72 genders or something that's utterly ridiculous, like any normal person go, nope, there's men and women. That's it. But whatever the stupid thing is, the earth is going to melt in 10 years or blah, 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 all their alarmist crap that ought to meet resistance like immediately because the 99.9% of people believe there's only two genders, but it doesn't look like that online. The other side's not allowed to talk. So dumb ideas just go get bigger and bigger and more and more widespread because no one is allowed to say no. Right. And that's how you end up with this level of ridiculousness. And it, it goes back to the media. You have to fix the media to fix culture. A lot of what's fucked up with these Yankee states is not like all the people who live there are just retarded. It's they have no access to information. Well, it's also that so much of uh, what they do is completely based upon, you know, conformity. I mean, like so much of what is being pushed online is from our entertainers, our media people. And if you do anything, because to get on television or in a movie, do you know how many green lights you need to get that to go? It's a lot of couches. Almost that's a lot of couches, (laughs) right? So it's like good luck. I mean, like, let's take a look at I mean, I talked about this on the last episode, but you look at RFK Jr. I mean, Johnny sends me this thing and I'm like, oh my God. And then he sends me the one thing that RFK Jr. could say that makes fucking sense. It's like, hey, dude, sometimes I'm not the master of my own home. And that, dude, every guy goes, yep. Yeah. Yeah. What we're talking yep. about is RFK. Uh, they're having a holiday party at their house and they sent out invitations. It's strongly encouraging people to be vaccinated or take a test before coming. I mean, and he's the leader yeah. of the anti-vax movement. Essentially. Yeah, and it's his, his wife is on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Blames his wife. And yeah. like, she, you know, dude, who, who hasn't had a fucking strong, weird world woman who's just going to do what she's going to do? I mean, to be I, fair, he's not anti-vaccine. This isn't a vaccine. It's mRNA therapy. Well, 100 percent. OK, so and I, he's not I, against va- actual vaccines that have had, you know, five year clinical trials and testing like vaccines work if they're done properly. But a lot of them aren't. A lot of them, they speed it up, just testing people in rural. Well, this is a test. Yeah, this is just a massive. This is just a massive unauthorized test on the human population, for sure. The masks are an obedience test. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. Let's get back to the Civil War. It goes back to stinking Lincoln. (laughs) So because that's another guy, like if you start bashing on Lincoln, they're like, what do you think? Did you want slavery to happen? And uh, Say, well, no, dude, it's all you know how many American Indians him and Grant killed. Wasn't it General Custer that went out west and murdered all these people? The guy that Lee fought at Gettysburg, right? Goes out, wounded knee, just slaughters old men and kids and stuff, gathered up the little girls and auctioned them off to get raped by gangs to death. 
uh, just left bodies in the snow. At best, they dug a mass grave. Most of them, they just left them where they killed them. Like, these people are monsters. And they're like, oh, well, that race doesn't matter, right? And it's like, you got six northern states that had slaves through the entirety of the war and after and didn't get rid of them until the 13th Amendment. New Jersey had slaves. Delaware had slaves. Maryland had slaves. Kentucky had slaves. West Virginia had slaves. And that's an interesting one because that used to all be Virginia. Both of them, West Virginia stays in the Union. Virginia secedes. They both still have slaves. And Virginia ended slavery before West Virginia. Virginia ended slavery during the Civil War before Lee surrendered. And it still didn't matter. That's never why they were fighting. Had nothing to do with it. That was like a post-war rationale. In fact, there were people in the secession papers because they they appealed to anybody with money you know, that were like, well, we want to keep slavery because they were appealing to people in the North. They wanted all those border states to secede too. And the response from the government was, okay, here's the Corwin Amendment. We're going to make it a constitutional amendment that slavery is enshrined in the Constitution and we'll never end it if you'll stay in the union. And they still left. Hey, Ryan, uh, just, to, just to play devil's advocate, because this is the thing when I try to have this discussion, they always throw the cornerstone speech in my face. You know, Stephen's speech, uh, Alexander Stephen's speech. What, what would you say to that? I would, since he was you know, Lincoln's own speeches, man, like, oh, the Southern, they, you know what? And this is the crap you're getting. They didn't even know that until the people in Comedy Central told them. It's back when Dylan Roof shot some people in South Carolina, some asshole white racist who had gotten shot. I yeah. think it was at Black Church, right? Shot some mm-hmm. people and killed Charleston. them. And then somewhere on his Facebook page, they found a Confederate flag. So like, oh, that's why this guy's like that. Like yeah. millions of people have Confederate flags. I have a Confederate flag. Like it's not racist. And it's it always been in pop culture from the Dukes of Hazard to pro wrestling, whatever, mm-hmm. to Leonard Skinner, to what you name it, Kid Rock. You see battle flags and stuff. It's a Southern thing. And everyone knows that they decided it was a symbol of hate. And then from that, they all go start going on the news, doing this Lincolnite narrative of the Civil War being to end slavery. And they're like, well, the vice president of the South was racist. They're like, can't. Everybody was racist in 1860. I mean, I can quote you just as much from any northern general, any northern, and not just the vice president, the president. You wanted some Lincoln quotes? If I were to say yeah. the stuff that Lincoln says uh, on YouTube, you'd be deleted for hate speech. In fact, Absolutely. I have a, a website called DawsonTime.com that just goes over Lincoln. I actually, here, this calendar. What did I drew? Did I drop it? Oh, here it is. I have a Lincoln quote on the calendar. Oh, with the hot Asian tits? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of hot Asian boobies and stuff in here, but anything that pisses off the left is in this calendar. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you don't like that? Well, I'm doing that. I mean, like when you see this kind of stuff, you know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. in there. Now, did you, um, uh, do the mo- did you do the photo shoot for this, Ryan? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> It was hard. Well, how do you, you got the rope? Hard <laughs> work, bro. Hard, hard work. work. How, where'd it you find the models? Work. Where'd you find the models? I live in Japan, dude. There's like model level women, like every fourth person. <laughs> so this is from Lincoln. Our Republican system was meant for a homogeneous people. As long as blacks continue to live with whites, they constitute a threat to national life. Family life may also collapse, and an increase in mixed breed bastards may someday challenge the supremacy of the white man. That's Abraham Damn. Lincoln. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did. Right? Yeah, I mean, you did. I mean, you, you named, you, he was like, 
There's Stewart, yeah. Jackson, Forrest. Now Jackson Stewart kind of look alike, so that's impressive. <laughs> to do it from uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's the big <laughs> forehead really that always identifies. Uh, I think these two are like top number one and two for most epic beards too. Oh, they're impressive on every. It seems like everybody could grow a beard back then. I, I people today but, can barely even get you know a little that. mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, a, it's amazing. That's a wizard level beard, you know. Like I just go look at pity. those hipsters, Here, dude. Here's one from Lincoln. <laughs> there is a physical difference between the white and black races, which I believe will forever forbid the two races living together in terms of social and political equality. Damn. Okay, that in. Like, so when someone says shit, like, well, that vice president, I was out like, yeah, he was a racist. A lot of people racist back then. They all agreed on that. They're like, oh, yeah, black people, they're like subhuman. Like, yeah. that wasn't even a debate, um, which is horrible. And they thought the same thing about American Indians and everyone else. I mean, it's just, 100%. You know, that's how it was. But that ain't why they're fighting. The largest state in the Confederacy, the two largest states in the Confederacy, Virginia and North Carolina, which were the most populous back then. Uh, didn't secede until after Lincoln attacked South Carolina. And he did attack South Carolina when he said, oh, the shots fired at Fort Sumter. I bet you heard that in school. Like the Civil War started at Fort Sumter with the South fired. No, that started because Lincoln sent warships on April 8th, right? Sumter's on the 11th, uh, down there with revenue cutters. And he sent the SS Harriet down there to collect the tax. That's why they're fighting. He wanted to collect the tax. In fact, on January 6th of 1861, New York City tried to secede from the Union. Yeah. They said, if you don't force the Carolinians to pay these taxes, we're out as well. Because the South had set up a free trade zone. And the North was going to lose 80% of its revenue if it couldn't tax the South. And Lincoln oh. could not allow that. It would have destroyed them. You had 25% of the population paying 85% of the taxes. And of that, mostly South Carolina, because Charleston was the fourth biggest city in the in the country. Charleston and, and New Orleans were really large cities. New Orleans had as many people as the entire state of Florida at that time. And of course, Boston and New York were bigger. Philly was the biggest. Uh, Pennsylvania was the most populous state in the in the entirety of it at that time. But um, Lincoln had sent down his revenue cutters from New York Harbor warships into charleston harbor to collect the revenue and they fired on the nashville the first shot fired in the civil war was by lincoln's ships which were illegally uh in charleston harbor then they fired on fort sumter and they didn't kill anybody they're mostly firing around it i mean like get out of there this isn't federal anymore this is ours we seceded we left legally and that's another argument you did have the right to secede which was a position that Abraham Lincoln himself supported when there was the Texas secession. And this is right out of his own mouth in the 1840s. He was okay with it until he was president. Then he didn't want it. But like, if you didn't want a secession, then you get rid of the morale tariff. Get, I mean, South Carolina had been talking about seceding in the 1830s and nobody mentioned slavery then. It was over the tariff issue because it was going to cripple them. And it actually prolonged slavery by putting such high tariffs on exports in the South, and especially on cash crops like cotton. Do you think they're going to get rid of their free labor when they're already being squeezed economically? No way. Yeah. Right. A slavery probably would have been phased out a lot faster had they not had such draconian measures with the taxes. And it's all the coastal areas that secede that the reason West Virginia did not secede 
and East Tennessee and Western North Carolina, the third largest divisions in the Union Army were from North Carolina. It's a Southern state, but it was really about half and half because the whole Western part wasn't really affected by the tariffs because they're not on the coast and they're not on the Mississippi and they really weren't bothered by the trade and they wanted to stay in the United States. But Wilmington was the largest city in North Carolina at the time. It was not like Raleigh and Charlotte, stuff like now. It was Wilmington. It was on the coast, and they wanted out. (laughs) That was the last port city that was ever uh, blockaded by the North. They didn't get it till 1865. So, So what role did the centralized banks have in this? Anything? Were they on anybody's side? Because that's a big push that conspiracy oh, yeah. theory. I'm, I'm so glad you asked me that because everyone because of these stupid movies are like Lincoln challenged the, the Fed with his greenbacks. I own a greenback, full disclosure. Yeah. The Fed <laughs> didn't exist one. until 1913. The income tax did not start with the Federal well, Reserve. The income tax started with Abraham real. Lincoln. You're saying my greenback isn't real. The greenback is real, but it wasn't challenging the Fed. There was no Fed. Lincoln did something worse. So the greenback scam didn't work at all the greenback was worth a dollar greenback was worth 35 cents by the end of the war he paid for the war by selling war bonds and after the war grant made the south repay the war debt with gold fucking nasty i mean like they're already under military occupation and reconstruction and they have to pay back lincoln's war bonds and pay the union pension for soldiers and do it with gold Johnny's eating so angry right because now. all the <laughs> all the uh, paper money on both sides was useless by then. But uh, you don't need a central bank to mess things up. I mean, they, uh, you know, when after Jackson, like uh, Andrew Jackson, ended the central bank, they just sort of moved it into Philadelphia and used the regional bank as like their semi uh, arm of Rothschilds, if you want to say. It never was phased out in the North. That was part of their problem. But they were getting, at the same time, you had the two potato famines in Ireland, and a lot of Irish people were coming over 1859, you know, just the years before the Civil War, and they ended up becoming conscripts in the Union Army. Lincoln had 250,000 Irishmen and 200,000 German mercenaries in his army. He couldn't get a lot of Northerners to fight. They're like, I'm not going to die for that. Oh shit! Really? There was discussion that the Russians came in on the side of Lincoln as well because there was that thought about him trying to yeah, get rid of. They really, but I mean, they didn't. They weren't like providing soldiers though. I mean, they went and hit Alaska, like what's now Alaska is part of Russia. But they, there's some naval stuff going on. And you're like, why are there ships all the way out fighting in South America and stuff in the Civil War? There were. Because they're blockade runners, you know, the South was trying. They actually, uh, they got two ships from Britain that they used. One was called the Florida. I think it was the Florida and the Alabama. My brother knows all the naval stuff a lot better than I do, but they needed revenue cutters. And the ship that I was talking about, the USS Harriet that started the war, that fired on the Nashville, that that got captured in Galveston, Texas, later in the war. And then it got converted into a Southern ship and they made it a revenue cutter. It was in Cuba at the war's end um, before they had renamed it and, re- and all that, but they finally got it. And it sank off the coast of Brazil, I think, in the 1890s before the Spanish-American War. But that'd be a cool thing to excavate, I think. 
Like this is the war. Yeah. This is the boat that started the civil war. <laughs> like, yeah. What are some of the other misconceptions? Like I, I know that a lot of people they don't they look at secession now as, as a is a really foreign concept, but people I don't think can appreciate how loosely associated the states were, especially prior to the civil war. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I mean we just national identity, right? There was secession in Mexico too. Like the Mexican central government was tyrannical. And several provinces tried to break away and they put down the rebellions in the Southeast and the East, uh, but they, in the Northeast that becomes Texas. So obviously they didn't put that one down, but they were, they were rebelling for the same reason. It was taxation route representation. Mexico city was taking taxes from everywhere and spending it on itself. And so they tried to leave and they got violently uh, struck down except texas which was mostly never really spanish or mexican anyway it was comanche territory and it remained comanche territory comancheria was there until 1877 and what finally pushed the comanche out was a combination of smallpox and six shot revolvers which had been invented because of the civil war but those indians ran that territory so the texicans it was like they wanted to be their own country and then they joined the United States because a lot of the Tennessee volunteers were the reason they were victorious. And, you know, Mexico was weaker then because they just had a war with France. And so they were not in a position to be fighting the United States. That you know about the, uh, the pastry war. It's one of the dumbest. No, oh, let's hear this. <laughs> there was <laughs> France had, back-to-back conflicts with mexico they went in with uh, actually dutch and british who left in the beginning because like these these frogs are crazy but um <laughs> the the pastry war just preceding the u.s civil war france this is where you get the real cinco de mayo was was a victory not in mexico city they actually lost that but just east Puebla. of there yeah was it in Puebla? yeah it was you know mm-hmm. yeah, of course know. you know <laughs> that's where they got there they they had a very tactical almost 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 stonewall jackson level uh maneuvering there to fuck up the french but the whole thing gets started over a french pastry shop <laughs> they were what? overcharging the french or whatever and they went and complained and the French are just looking for any excuse, like to get in back some new world territory. They basically just had Quebec and, you know, they lost. That's another thing Jefferson did, Louisiana Purchase. When France was yeah. desperate for money, he bought all that territory. And the French were like, we can't hold on to it anyway. So we're going to have to sell it to the Americans. At least the British won't get it, whatever. They, so over pastry prices, they send in the warships and the army. Now, obviously, that wasn't the real reason, but that's you can look this up. The pastry wars, it is ridiculous. But I know there was a hope among the South, right? That maybe if the French were successful there and rapidly, they could perhaps uh, come up from the South and maybe lend some lend a hand to the Southern. Yeah, colonies. it also prevented Mexico from trying to take back Texas or anything yeah, either. Because right. it's like, well, you're not going to be doing that. No, um, a, they were hoping a- the British would come in for material support because a lot of the cotton. Uh, because jeans were being made and tents and a lot of things were made out of cotton. They were going 80% of all cotton in the world was coming from the Southern part of the United States. And Europe was very dependent on that. It was a huge cash crop, but uh, they didn't. And they actually had stationed troops in Canada. They were like waiting. So do you know that there was a plan to invade Canada 
and Canada had a plan to invade the United States. They had they had the red plan and the orange plan. Yeah. <laughs> and they were going to take Nova Scotia and hit Vancouver at the same time. This is in case the British tried to come tried for a third time to get in the US. And they were like, well, they're going to use Canada, Canada as a base of operations. And at this time, the US was still, it's not like now. Like they, they were not as strong as uh as Europeans. It's just they had always you know they wait till they're in conflict with each other and then try to rise up they did perfectly time things but you know they nearly lost 1812 um if the british had allowed the natives they allied with into the forts they probably would have won the war of 1812 but they stabbed them in the back so tecumseh and all that i mean they had they had defeated the americans and then they couldn't get in the forts the british would let them in so they left and then you know what happened from there but yeah there was actually contingency plans before world war one of if the brits get uppity we're going to attack canada and they were also going to take bermuda just because they thought well this is land we can actually take and they'll never get it back it never happened fortunately but this is the kind of stuff they did <laughs> it was the relations were not good yeah i mean like I mean, we nothing's happening here in terms of that, but I mean, like that the United States has just been doing that all over the world still. And I do believe there will be karma for what this country's done to the Middle East. It's a genocide. It is. And that that day will come. I'll probably we'll probably be way older, but there will be a price to I don't be know. paid. That day's already come. Have you been to London recently? Oh, you mean just the super <laughs> it's Middle basically East. the Middle East? <laughs> well, I mean, that's done purposely too, right? This is yeah. this cultural Marxism meant to just completely destroy the any kind of history. Uh, you know, the bombing of the Middle East was a part of that was used to funnel people from there to here. They're trying to do it here. You have some with Germans South America what? in the north because they used a lot of German mercenaries in the Battle of Bull Run. And it, which they lost and they blamed it, it was not because of the German. It's like Stonewall Jackson and Beauregard just beat that ass. And so <laughs> there's nothing they could have done. Like it was, they just got out, they got out everything. And uh, they were a little arrogant, you know, and, but they blamed it all and all oh, it's these stupid mercenaries. It's like, no, everybody was green. Your regular soldiers were just as, you know, inept. And they, they weren't, there weren't really any veterans yet like hardened there were some from the south because they'd fought in the mexican war robert e lee has been in there a lot of the wilford scott actually was he was in the union but he was too old to be doing it he's too the one fat. that tried to pick robert e lee to lead the union and robert e. lee said no which is not a shock his dad was light horse henry lee in the revolutionary war he'd been the governor of virginia and a congressman of virginia you think lee's gonna attack virginia when his father had been the governor and a congressman he had five different lees signed the declaration of independence and you know, the, there's no way he was going to turn on Virginia. But anyway, um, a lot of people, the first big battle, which was in Manassas, called the Battle of Bull Run, which they fought there twice, actually. But just they fired a few volleys and run. Like as soon as they started losing, they retreated because a lot of these Yankees thought, oh, we have five times as many people. We have more artillery, more horsemen. We're just going to roll over them. And they got down there. And nah, that just wasn't the case. And they're like, I don't want to die for this. They were fighting because they thought, oh, you know, no problem. 
we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of these rebel rebels, no problem. And five years later, you know, they're rethinking that there's a million people dead. They used to say 700,000, but the number is a lot higher than what we had realized. And, um, I would point out, uh, there were about 108,000, uh, Northern blacks that died in concentration camps. Oh. Did you know there were concentration camps in the Civil War? Mm-hmm. It was called contraband camps because in the beginning of the Civil War, here's a little thing for people that give you the Stevens speech. Until 1862, it's like the second year of the war, if a slave crossed into, you know, across the army lines to Union territory that wasn't a slave state because all the border states were slave state, they would return them, fugitive slave law, because they're like, well, they haven't really left the United mm-hmm. States because we don't acknowledge the session. This is a civil war and we're obeying the law. You're just a slave and we're returning you to your master. They later stopped doing that, not because of sympathy for the slave, but because they figured it would undermine Southern labor. So that's what they did. But Damn, they, dude. The, ones, the ones that they got when they had a cotton shortage because they weren't getting it, the South couldn't sell it, North couldn't steal it. They took these Africans that... African American, well, these these blacks that had crossed, hoping, oh look, we're gonna have freedom or whatever, and they put them in camps and they made them pick the cotton. They said, okay, you're you're in the army now, and so they'll do these statistics of how many blacks are in the Union Army. I'm like, yeah, in the army, doing what? Picking cotton for tents and the same thing mm-hmm. they were doing anyway, right? And they just worked them to death. And if they got sick or hurt, whatever, they would throw them right on the same wagon as the dead horse carcasses and just let them die. Um, so many got raped. I mean, there was oh, Kim Murphy's got a book on this rape in the Civil War. The cases of syphilis and stuff throughout the Union Army, because all the people they were raping, they're all raping the same people too. They're gang raping people. Um, unbelievable. Was like uh, almost as bad as losing a battle. I mean, there was you know another hundred thousand some soldiers that were had major STDs. But blacks were put in concentration camps. Now they started calling them contraband because they're considered property. This is so fucked up. They're considered property, uh, and that's what contraband is. So they got put in a contraband camp and forced <laughs> to work off until they died. Then if they did reach a free state, the new form of slavery, you could look up the incarceration rates, especially in Illinois and Indiana. Basically, if you were black and you were outside and you breathed the wrong way, you went to jail. Like, if you got accused by anything and do anything, you just went to prison because they did not want to live with them. They're like, Okay, we're not gonna have slaves because we don't want to even be around these people. And if they come up here, well, uh, uh, you ain't going to church. Everything was still segregated. You're not going to church with these people. You're not going to school with these people, whatever. And if they so much as went, <clears throat> they went to jail. And what do they do in jail? Free labor. Still slaves. Did they have COVID? Just, did did they? Have that's what COVID? that's what killed Lincoln. <laughs> right so before John Wilkes Booth bullet so went through ridiculous. his right eye. The, the COVID got him. <laughs> well, you hear stories too about, uh, especially Sherman on the March of the Sea, just being mobbed by by contraband. In his letters, even reports back, it's like we've got a string of contraband following the army, and they they had they were their handling of those people was really rough. Uh, the the black oh, yes. people that were trailing the army, they were I mean really poor handling of them because they you know they had to feed them and and stuff because they felt yeah. some responsibility. But uh, yeah, you hear they often hey, did. Do you know about Bull Run, uh, Sam, that like spectator? It was like a spec, the first spectator. Yeah, war. congressmen went out there to picnic. They picnic, dude, at this battle. 
And, and then they're all running for their lives by the end of it because they thought they were just going to kick the shit out of the South. The war was going to be over in a week. And and these guys are just hauling ass back to back to the capital, back to DC. I, I'm curious, Ryan. And a sharpshooter from North they Carolina just were hit sitting the, there hit watching the, wagon the wheel. war. Yeah, he shot the wa- the the axle and broke a wagon like right on a, a little bridge, <laughs> and held up the whole line. And then they were just picking them off. But yeah, all the, these Yankees went down there with their picnic baskets and all that. Like, oh, we're going to kill the revolution. <laughs> and uh, then they see their troops running past them in fear and terror. And they're like, what's going on? And they all got to run. <laughs> hey, Ryan, That's I'm the curious. run and bull run. No. Do you think, do you think they made a mistake and not following up uh, first bull run uh, and, and going, you know, straight to Washington? Before no, because it was fully fortified. It was fully fortified. And, you know, the South was still uh, getting their logistics together and everything. And like, that's the excuse. Yeah. What he should have done is what Jackson wanted to do. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a couple people, the Southern, the South had some great generals and some shit politicians, and they had a, one really bad general, general Bragg. He was awful. Braxton Bragg. But, bad yeah, in what say, what way? Every way. <laughs> like just Pick like something. brutal, just, or wasn't good. No, just, he was, idiot. he was rough like, though. He was brutal. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. But I mean, yeah, he, he was that, but if he had let Forrest go behind Sherman and knock out his supply line, he would have had about 108,000 troops stranded without any food or ammunition. Like, And Sherman actually met uh, Forrest on a ferry boat after the war and said, I had nightmares that you were going around, going to go around me and cut off my supply line. He said, if general Bragg had unhandcuffed me your nightmare would have come real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bragg, this guy was so bad, Sam. That even some of the most respected, like Longstreet, got sent from the east to the west, where they kind of put Bragg out there in charge. And all these generals come to this guy and like, dude, we gotta get this guy Braxton Bragg out of here. He's terrible. He's killing us. And they tried to to kick him out, but he was he's like so obsessed and like, I guess insecure in his position Fair. that he snuffed it out and and stopped it. But yeah, he was single handedly responsible for. And I believe he had a brother. A lot of- or something that was a politician like he got it was nepotism there was yeah, a lot more yeah. there was a lot more nepotism in the north and they had they definitely had bad command um because how do you fuck that up you've got more everything yeah. right and you've got endless supplies you can replace your soldiers the south can't like you've got the only advantage was the south had is in the very beginning they they had more veterans and they had better um horses but they didn't have as many uh, everything else, you know, every checkbox you can think the North inherits the Navy. So the South had to build a Navy out of merchant Marine ships and stuff. Like <laughs> it was, they had, they, the wow. South invents the ironclad and the North's like, thanks. You know, we'll copy yeah, that yeah. and make a bunch of them, you know, South invents the submarine. South, there's the first hot air balloon, uh, warfare <laughs> North and South in the civil war, like crazy stuff going you on. You hear there. about like Albert Sidney Johnson earlier in the war, early in the war, he had a whole army, no rifles. <laughs> They didn't have any right. They just had yep. a bunch of guys waiting with sticks and stuff. They had no. And he may have no been way. the best general, but he died yeah. right away. Yeah. But um, Wilford Scott said all you need to do is blockade on both sides and wait, and he was right. He like was that's right. that's yeah. what ended up happening anyway. But North kept sending armies down there to get that ass beat. They lost every single battle in Virginia. All so how did they end up winning? Attrition. Attrition. Yeah. Just outlasted because, them because they, <laughs> the South um was running out of food, running out of supplies, and didn't have the population. Never did. I mean, you know, they're only about a not including slaves, about a, a fifth of the population. So, yeah. so like, let's see, Lee kills 
200,000 Yankees. Well, Lincoln will just get 200,000 more from abroad. Yeah. You know? And you got to remember, dude, Sam, like these are the states that left the union. The, and it's not like when they joined the Confederacy, now they're all on board. Let's, let's send our men and resources, you know, up to the Capitol in Richmond now and, and support the cause. Mm-hmm. They, they had, it was like pulling teeth to get them to send any, even man, men and material. They, they wanted to keep them in their states, you know. They didn't really states. have the railroad networks and stuff either uh, for true, that. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest thing is which way does the Mississippi flow? down right it's a lot easier to go down river than up and yeah they couldn't um <laughs> they did they the worst thing they didn't have a naval presence from the very beginning so that's how you really move goods around is trains and boats and it didn't oh, have shit. boats were out so you know they that's... did and they have to sell material to get material so that's why they were always stealing they would try to steal yankee ships rather than sink them so they could outfit them to become blockade runners because that was more important than they were not having a battle like defeating them on the field they did that all the time i mean cole harbor was like 12 to 1 ratio i mean they fredericksburg the first battle of fredericksburg grant lost seven thousand men in 30 minutes like the yankees sucked at fighting Or, or i don't think the south was like super good at it i think they were good at it and then north was really bad at it yeah which made it the way it is and then some of them Definitely Forrest, Jackson, Lee, and I'd throw Stewart in there too. General Hoke in there too. They were on like S tier. Nobody getting through there. General Hoke never lost the battle, but he didn't get in until late in the war. Maybe he retook the Pamlico area and all that from the Yankees, outnumbered all that, didn't matter. They did this ingenious thing. They built an ironclad in a cornfield from the uh, western side of the Pamlico Sound and launched it in from the, from in the sound <laughs> from the ocean <laughs> and uh, oh the stuff they did you're just like this is something else and it worked like uh, crazy you know Hail Mary passes and they're catching them all day like <laughs> McClellan when he was first coming down we had the southern general going around to light all these different campfires that had one person sitting at it you yeah. know to make it yeah. look like the army was way bigger than yeah. it really was <laughs> And he got scared and stalled, and that allowed him to build better defenses and all that. Now, had he dropped everything down, Jackson was waiting in Shenandoah Valley to go around him anyway. They had a contingency plan, but still, it's pretty neat if you get in this, the little tactics and specifics and guile and all that. You know, a lot of guile from Southern. I love yeah. reading the letters from the time, too, the contemporary letters to the, you know, that they're writing to each other, especially about McClellan. Yeah, I sat there and read the muster rolls for hours and hours, and you know what I never saw? one word about slavery is <laughs> <laughs> these damn Yankees who come down here. It's like I, when you're talking to a leftist, their brain is just dead on the civil war. So yeah. like you have to talk their about brain's dead on a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. What, what, this I'll tell you a way to, to reach them. Talk about the second Iraq war. Cause that Bush did that one. Right. So that they, they agree <laughs> that war is yeah. bad because it wasn't a Democrat for once because World War One, World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam, all Democrats, right? Syria, all, all that. It's all Democrats. Libya, Democrat, Democrat. But Bush with the neocons, he did Iraq War too. So that's the bad war, right? You ask him, why do you think the Iraqis fought the Americans? Do you think they're all Saddam loyalists? Do you think because they agreed with Saddam's, you know, rape rooms and or or because we're over there killing them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Why do you think Southerners attacked an invading army that was setting houses on fire and raping people? 
Gee. Because they're invading their state and defending their homestead. Like the Southern Army wasn't that large until they invade Virginia. And then it's like, okay. And a lot of people joined in because the actually before that, Minnesota, uh, they went down to Missouri. Uh, I believe it was General Lyons, real piece of shit. He got spanked by a saber on the ass. They embarrassed the shit out of him. But this guy was a butcher that went down farm to farm with his army, looting, burning, and raping. And this is where you get Jesse James, right? The, the bushwhackers. Because they didn't out there, they didn't have organized army yet or anything. So you get these guerrilla fighters. And one of them becomes the, the famous Jesse James. But uh, they would brutalize these people that had nothing to do with it hadn't even decided on secession or anything he was burning farms and killing civilians so a lot of people that would have stayed out of it uh became violent joined a a uh, militia or eventually the confederate cause because of the way the north was just war as hell we can kill civilians we can burn fields we can do whatever we want right and they actually captured that yankee and uh, pulled his pants down and spanked him with a sword. <laughs> so <laughs> just so, desserts, man. <laughs> what is the timeline for all this? We had to put this all together in a timeline. How does how does that play out? I would start with the the secession movement in the 1830s from South Carolina. You got to talk about the Mexican War because it's paying for that debt is is part of the reason the North is so squeezed to get more revenue. You've got the influx of massive amounts of immigrants because of the Irish potato famine and others, which, by the way, Britain was exporting food out of Ireland during a famine. Wow. Right. So a lot of them are going to Boston. Boston's got more Irish people than Dublin now. The potato famine was so bad. The population of Ireland in 1859 is as large as it is now, about 5 million. They haven't recovered. They still haven't exceeded the population they had before the famine that is fucked so with you all these new immigrants too um that labor is part of the reason that some northern states did phase slavery out is they wage slavery was more cost efficient it had nothing to do with like it being wrong or moral it's like this is cheaper you don't have to pay for their house you don't have to feed them you don't have to you know or in a fucked up way you don't got to deal with them they're not at your house yeah. anymore. You just send them home. And the replaceable, if they die, so what? There's more coming on the boats every day, right? We don't have to go and get them and bring them either. They're coming here. Yeah. They get hurt. So, That's their problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, guess who ends up building the railroads later? Blacks and Irish. I mean, they just send them on one side and Chinese on the other until they meet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. New Jersey was, they, oh. they still had slaves throughout the Civil War. But they had a timeline like, okay, you slaves that are here are still going to be slaves. But I think it was at like from 1890 on or something, anybody born oh, can't be a slave. So it was like going to be gone. They, they all end on December 6th uh, with the 13th Amendment um, after Lincoln was dead. It was not June 19th. That's when there an order went out to end slavery in Texas, but you still had slaves in Kentucky, Delaware, and New Jersey. The slavery, the only northern territory that ended slavery during the Civil War was Washington, D.C. But they also paid the slave owners compensation. And get this, they offered any 
newly freed black slave a hundred dollars, which is an enormous amount of money at that time, if they'd leave the country. And Lincoln actually had set aside, uh, they were wanted to send blacks to Panama to dig a canal. And they had sent blacks to Haiti. Um, 500 of them died and he sent, they sent more and there was a smallpox outbreak and they had to go back and get them and bring them back to the United States. It, it was also awful, but, um, but, but some of the investors were mad. Oh, it's, it's so sick. Like these people are dying of smallpox and disease and, and you're like, Matt, you're like, send me some new ones. I mean, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, the plan and Lincoln, this like after Lee had surrendered, the war's still going. Johnson's still in the field. There's still like, you know, tens of thousands of soldiers in the Carolinas and stuff to do, contend with. But Lincoln meets with his cabinet to discuss relocating Africa's to South America. They, they he wanted to send them back to Africa stuff like the Liberia movement at first, yeah. and they decided, oh no, it's more cost efficient if we put them in the Caribbean or in Central America or South America. But they're not staying here. I mean, that which, was tell, his, which tells you it's true hypocrisy. His, any interest in the back to Africa thing was just hypocrisy. I mean, it was just expediency. You know, he wasn't really interested in sending them back home. He was interested in getting the fuck out of the United States. Yeah. yeah and they're not, it's not home. They're not all from like, Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, you that, know, was, like, that was the, yeah. the defense of the idea. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just like you're home. You're like, I've never been here. Yeah, what yeah, exactly. Like, it's do you know what, do you know what the blacks that were sent to Liberia did when they got there? Well, enslaved the native Africans. Because yeah. that's all they knew. It's like slavery is not a racial thing and it's not unique to the United States, where it was all over the world. And some of the last places on earth to end slavery were all in Africa. 100%. Brazil was pretty late too, the 1890s or something. Yeah. I mean, Asians, the, everybody enslaved each other, but this cross continental slavery was new because it was just, just unfeasible in the beginning. You just enslave whoever you're next to. But um, that became a large source of revenue. You have to understand how large Africa is. When you see a map, it's way smaller than it really is because yeah. all the northern parts look bigger. It is huge territory. And it's a really, if you're playing the game of civilization, it's a shit place to start. You're like 50 <laughs> miles from the, you know, a clean river. The only thing, really, there's the Nile and Sierra Leone. That's about it. Um covered in jungle malaria there's all it's like a really crap place to start your game right and so you have a lot of spread out little nations with different languages can't communicate with each other and they're always fighting with each other and that became like oh you capture prisoners and you sell them as slaves bam it's a two for one right take out our enemies and mm -hmm. get revenue for the slave trade and they, it became rather addictive it was like well why develop skills and education? We can just get a lot of money selling people. And they did. And anytime you have that, when any kind of country relies on like one source, they're just selling slaves or just selling drugs or something like that. And something messes with that industry. There's a total collapse. And, you know, North Africa at least was on par or higher than, than Europe and Asia for a long time. We're all pretty even until the increase in slavery. That's when Africa just nosedives, right? But I mean, you, you mean, look at the, the Egyptian Empire, the the Carthage Empire, like the 
it was, you know, the course, the Moors, you know, they take in Spain, like, it, like, if you look at it on a developmental level and economic material wealth, all that, there wasn't a big difference like there is now. Now, the coastal area, like, basically, sea trade has changed everything. So all these Mediterranean civilizations do very well in the beginning, whether it's Greece or Egypt uh, or Carthage or, you know, Babylon, all, anybody near the Mediterranean coast did very well, especially the Egyptians and the Greeks. I mean, that was the, the pinnacle of the time. And then later the Romans, because they, you know, they're sticking out in the water and then Iberia and so on. Northern Europe had nothing. Southern Africa had nothing. They, by the time the pyramids were built, there wasn't a single standing structure in what's today England, right? They didn't even have buildings or anything. Um, but with sea trade, once people could uh, sail on the ocean, which is much different than the Mediterranean, that's when Western Europe takes off. Portugal, Spain, France, and Britain. Uh, and they just got light years ahead of everyone else because from trade on the water, you get material wealth and philosophy and ideas. Everything spreads faster, uh, which was sort of the early advantage of Greeks and stuff too, is all these little isolates trading with one another, exchanging ideas, material goods. You get more and more advanced, and then you take over your neighbors. Right? And so you look at the, it's not a racial thing or any of that because, you know, Eastern Europe's just as white as Western Europe, but the wealth disparity between Eastern Europe and Western Europe is greater than blacks and whites in the United States by far. Mm. And it's all about having trade and the Americas. Once that was discovered that, you know, just leveled it up even more. Right. But even within the United States, the coastal regions are always where the wealth is in any country, China, the 94% of China is East China on the coast, right? Nobody in Western China, Australia, it's all coastal cities, nothing in the middle, even the United States, Kansas is not going to catch up to New York and California because it's not on the water. They might catch up to California because even though you're on the water, you don't have enough truckers and longshoremen to get the goddamn supplies because they're all living <laughs> on COVID cash. <laughs> it's all nuts, dude. Canada's like that too. Basically the entire, there's only like 20 something million people in Canada and they're all yeah, it's like 35 at, million. The, at the lower level. They're it's on the lower level the and they're on the, either the Great Lakes or on the coasts. You have to have sea trade. Even today with airplanes and trains and all that, the gap is narrowed a little bit, but you know, it's such a huge head start if you're on the water. And it's like that for Japan, Korea, whatever. If you if you got the coastline and you have sea trade, you've got major advantages. If you go up to Kazakhstan or any landlocked country, Kazakhstan. <laughs> you're fucked. I'll tell you what landlocked countries are good at fighting. Macedonia took over half the planet. Mongolia did it twice. You know, they're Dagestan. people. Yeah. Dagestan's a rough place. Khabib. For sure. <laughs> Single-handedly choking out everybody. <laughs> um, no, I mean, the fact that they can hold their own in Russia, like, that's a tough thing. Tough people inland. You know, tough, they're tough people in the Midwest, too. Like, there's landlocked areas of tough people. But they're just not going to have the material wealth and the logistics to do it you know it's the coastal region so the, the chinese matters. um navy is like starting to be on par with the u.s navy right the biggest the biggest are well no because we have carriers and they they're not i ain't worried about that but um our military is falling apart from wokeism we just lost a uh we just lost 
I don't know why this is funny. It's funny because it's so sad. But we do these war games exercises, and the ones in the desert in California, and we lost to the British Army, not Navy, which is like respectable ish. We lost to the British Army in a war games exercise. Oh no! And it's because of equity. You know, they're promoting people to commands, sergeants on up that should not be there just based on them being a woman or the right color or whatever. I totally agree, dude. And they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And we lost the war games exercise to fucking Britain. Yep. It's and like this notion that is everybody's a, exactly the same is just not. so it's ridiculous. So, it's I'm, so I have a twin dumb. and we're not the same. We have the same DNA. It, you're not the same. Uh much of what you are is software, not hardware, by the way. So that whatever, but Britain is a respectable I don't even military know what that in the means. world. Their mean? army What's... is not so like like I have a twin. We have the same DNA, so we're the same height and eye color and cool. look alike and all that, but we're very different people. Your language, your philosophies, your politics, it's all software, it's all stuff you learned and decided. It's not just like part of your body, right? And there are people that believe in like racial teleology and I'm like, no, dude, no. The reason Europe and certain places got ahead of others is because of free markets, not because of their genes. Like you take communism anywhere, any race, it's going to fail. It doesn't matter if it's in Russia or Venezuela or Cuba or whatever. Everybody starves. That's the end result of dumb ideas. But it's software. You can look at the correlation and say, well, uh, uh, practically 100% of Japanese people speak Japanese. Yeah, but it's not genetic. Each baby has to learn that language. You can take any baby and teach them any language, obviously, because it's software. Sometimes I'm blown away when I see Chinese kids who are like two speaking Chinese. I'm like, damn, that right? kid's only two and he already speaks Chinese. <laughs> of course they can. It's <laughs> unbelievable to me, man. I'm 49. I don't even know Chinese. <laughs> that's, that's so What's cool is seeing someone that's like five that can do two languages already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My kids will do that. And it's so cool because they're just like, we'll explain something to an adult. They're like, oh, he said, me, 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 me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's I love it. Dude. What, what so, Ryan, a lot of what Ryan said is, is gets rolled into what they liberals and the woke now, even in acad academia call well, they the define people cause. by they biology. Call it the lost cause is what oh they call my it. god yes and, yes and i i'm really curious to hear what you have to say about this idea that they call it the lost cause movement sam and they they call them like southern apologists these people that right. created this southern myth that if they had had more resources they could have won which is i mean it's, it's absolutely a fact uh but they I, almost I'm won anyway but the lost cause yeah. myth is not about who could win or not the lost cause myth is saying that they fought over any reason other than slavery yeah well that now like too. they they uh they do this with every war like oh yeah we went to iraq because of wmds or to save the kurds or we went to afghanistan for <laughs> women's lib or you know or the yazeti and uh, like shut the fuck up they you left know the kurds yazeti out were. to dry they saved the kurds that's hilarious they didn't give a shit about the kurds they during the 1990s when turkey was butchering kurds the u.s gate what turkey was the second highest aid recipient from the united states after israel usually it'd been egypt because at that time they were paying off mubarak to look the other way to fuck the palestinians but during the peak cleansing of both Armenians and Kurds was about 96, 97. 
And those are the years, look it up, where Turkey gets the most aid from the United States besides Israel, who's always Amazing. number one, right? Turkey's uh, getting a lot of uh, aid. And the reason so there are so many Kurds in Iraq is fleeing from Turkey when the U.S. and Turkey ganged up on them. <laughs> like, they didn't care about the Kurds. Israel cared about the Kurds because Israel got three-fourths of its oil. 77% of its oil came from the Kurdish regions in Iraq post-war. So that is why the U.S. invaded Iraq. Israel's oil crisis, not America's. They already had the oil for food program. They already had them by the short hairs. Had nothing to do with fighting for oil for America. In fact, their oil imports went down, not up after the war. But Israel was totally reliant on Iraqi oil. And that's where it went. Whether it's, you know, the Turks genociding people, the Israelis genociding people, the Saudis doing that in Yemen, Bahrain's utter dictatorship where, you know, America backs all these evil players around the world. And then who do they demonize? Gaddafi, Assad, Putin, you know, that those are, we're supposed to think of them as the mustache twirling dictators, right? Maybe not Putin. There are other, everyone else has a mustache. It seems like <laughs> Putin needs a mustache. No, nah, it's uh, it's sick, man, but it's that it's commercial interest. It's Lockheed Martin and Boeing. It's this addiction to war. And it all starts with Lincoln. He, the railroads, the steel foundries, all of that, these giant government subsidies, every single road, bridge, or canal that was completed in the United States up until 1860 was done through venture capitalism without a single penny from the federal government. The only federal road they built was the Cumberland Road, uh, which didn't it started in like 1811 and it never did get finished. <laughs> it, was like, it never worked. The only thing the government did failed. Now there were, there were States that paid for highways and things, but the only, there weren't any federal anything, but they were able to build, they got, you know, they through the Hudson, they built all their canals. They got a railroad, um, more railroads in the United States than any country in Europe or anywhere in the world. Actually, the South had twice as many railroads as any place on earth other than the North. Like the U.S. had its shit together and they did all that without any federal funding until Lincoln. Well, here's what I want to do. We got we're coming to an end. I want to ask you, we, we hear a lot about secession now, like in the United States. I, I'm concerned of balkanization of the United States where you break us up into smaller pieces, which makes it really easier for not only other people to come in and, and go to war with certain parts, but also to get the factions to fight with each other. If you break Texas into its own, the uh, you know, the Pacifics into their own, the South, the Northeast, the Midwest, now it's easier to go to war with each other. And I, I personally think that is the plan when you hear people talk about success. What's it's your the thoughts? same pieces. They just don't have a federal government anymore. I mean, Texas is still Texas. It's how it is now. They're not smaller. They're the same. And you can have confederacy like we did. So you, even though we leave the federal government, you can still have a confederation with other states like the South did with the CSA. I support greater Idaho. Like the, the West Coast is unfixable. Like it's so is New York. It is so fucked. The last three governors in New York were ousted for sexual harassment and the woman that's in there now is is a whack job but i think it's getting so bad that people are slowly waking up now 
I don't, I think it's going to have to get even worse to be honest with you because they're so hunkered in to their stupidity and they don't real re, really realize that so much of the rhetoric going on in social media are bots. They're not real people. They're just yeah, made up to get NPCs. everybody to fight with it. Yeah. But I don't think you have to secede. You just have to try to secede. Like the fact that you've got greater Idaho, the fact that you've got a city in Georgia switching counties, the, and then you've got a real secession, Texas, Alaska and Texas both want to leave, which is hilarious because that's where all the oil is. Um, it's so embarrassing to the United States. Like, yeah, Biden, you're yeah. so fucked that you have states talking about secession again, which hasn't happened since stinking Lincoln. Right. That is how bad it is. But I think that is a, a, a hit in the reset button is better than trying to fix it because there's so much nepotism and big money and just cheating and fraud that it can't be fixed. They'll just mail themselves votes in and say, yeah, we won. You know, like, they, <laughs> yeah, all, they know they cheated. So it's like, OK, you do that shit again in 2022. There's going to be secession. If they pull that shit where like, oh, three in the morning, we found a million votes and they're all <laughs> yeah. for one guy in a row. I'm with you. You know, it, like it, all it, the swing states and these corrupt cities run by the mob or then you're not allowed to look at it. And there's no um, neutral observers, or whatever. We just found them and they're all for Biden. They're all at two in the morning. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like they, they fucking stole it. He's an illegitimate president. And it's not like I'm like so excited about Trump, but that is one. And, you know, Harris and Biden. Uh -uh. I don't even know if Biden's even really there. He's so... Oh, you must have not. Like, you must have not seen uh, Charlemagne the uh, Charlemagne the God or whatever. He just asked Kamala Harris if it was Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, and she freaked out on him on live TV. It was pretty intense. Do you watch it, Johnny, or anybody watch it? Dude, yeah, Harris, I saw the clip of it. He's Harris dude, has an Ellen DeGeneres level temper tantrum. Of course, but uh, the problem her staff with is him, always quitting. Trevor Owens, Trevor Noah. There, dude, we already saw your colors, yeah. man. You're trying to get back. You, you see Comedy Central trying to do this to get dude. back this street cred. And it's like, is it you Comedy Central? It just seems like state yeah. propaganda. It Stephen is. Colbert and Jimmy Fallon doing musicals about Corona shots. I mean, <laughs> it is. I, I wonder if that, that's a cry for help. Like if they went so over the top, like, help me. They've got me compromised. Can like, you imagine Johnny sitting Carson there got men that? dressed up in syringe dresses doing my Corona and uh, oh, so fucking... imagine Johnny Carson doing that. I mean, nobody no, with any no, self-respect. No, I can't. I can't imagine any self-respecting human being like they had Ariana Grande come on with like needles for fingernails and a person dressed in nothing Jason, but masks. Freddy Krueger in it. Like they stretch, thought that was man. funny. These people are not funny at all. And like what part of what makes comics funny is poking the bear and making fun of the system and saying taboo shit. And they do the opposite. They just reinforce the system as it's not funny at all. Sometimes they just sit there and do a diatribe and like, is this supposed to be a comedy channel or you're just sitting here, you know, still bashing Trump who's not even there and making excuses for the state. It's not, I mean, they have to do laugh tracks and stuff because there's nobody there thinks it's funny. And you could say whatever you want about Q, and I'm fine with that if everybody wants to pound on Q. But I take a look at the people who are quote unquote Q tards. And okay, we got the we got the really crazies that are going to see JFK live. I'm sorry that you believe that. It's just like 9-11 truth. 9-11 right? is a lie, but a lot the most popular like alternatives are just Coca-Cola. 
But that right. doesn't mean, but, you know no, what I'm saying? That's what they did to Cuke. Let me just say this, is that the information, that so much of the information, okay, trust the system, gotcha. I think a lot of it was sigil magic. They're telling us what they're doing. And what a lot of those people have, obviously you're going to have fringe, bizarro, crazy people, right? That that just want to believe. But a lot of them, after nothing happened, Pro. right? They just said, <laughs> they just said, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm done with the, the two-party system. Yep. I'm I'm done with I'm done with the media. So look at Hollywood. It's dead. Dude, Q was a big part of everybody waking up to Jeffrey Epstein and how much shit was yep. going on with Jeffrey Epstein. So you I was posting shit, shit on that. 8chan about Epstein. And the reason I did, I was like, I know there are some wackadoos in here, but some portion of this group is going to listen to this information. Like I've got it all mapped out. They actually st- stole an older map I made and plagiarized it but um they did listen to epstein they were receptible and this you know the media can blame itself for creating the crazies or whatever because you've you've gaslit people so much and you lied about about everything every fucking war lies like you lied about russia gate you lied about the horse whip gate the noose in the guy's garage and nascar the kid with the hat (laughs) like you're losing your shit and and it's every day racism racism like all the fucking time and it's almost never the case, right? They made George Floyd a racial thing. It was he's a hero. He's a hero. Yeah. He has a statue. He has a statue. Yeah. Saint over Floyd, there. Saint Fentanyl, George Fentanyl. You know, he pulled a gun out on a pregnant woman. You know, his history. He died of a drug overdose and having a panic attack while some pig sat on his back or neck. That there's so many things, how ways to fix policing besides just get rid of it. Like there's a lot of shit in between fucked up cops and get rid of them all right and we're not doing any of it i mean you could get rid of red flag laws you could get there's i, I can't even like I, I get triggered as hell on this stuff huh. but like, <laughs> i don't mind cops in japan but they're well trained they still have academies they don't have israeli influence the media doesn't sit here and bash in ethnic and racial shit every day and like i lift weights with police like i, I talk to them all the time i've never had a problem here with a cop I could not say that in the U.S. I got harassed by cops in Virginia like any time I every weekend when I went outside, like cops would fuck with me. Never had that problem in North Carolina, though. But I lived in a part where it wasn't like that. But I know there are pigs everywhere, but it's not like that just because that's how the institution is. There are plenty of places in the world where police don't act the way they act in the United States. They act the way they do in the United States because there's like an IQ cap, meaning if it's too high, you can't be an officer. There's this bully-like fraternity crap they get into. And, and a lot of it also is just drugs. Like they deal with shitty people who lie to them every day. Oh, man. Yeah. And after months of that, they're just like, fuck everybody. Right. Cause all they see is the shittiest people doing domestic violence calls and stuff over and over and over again. And they start to like, think I'm better than these people. Right. They, these people are shit. Well, Everybody we pull over again. gives them some fucking lie. You know, so I, I don't know. But here we go again. That's what it is all the time. And, you know, I mean, like there it's not an easy job. Very little people call cops when things are going good outside of bachelorette parties. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anybody. someone shooting my dog. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. like who calls the cops? It's it's the, the truth is like we need a system gets rid of bad cops. There are a lot of good cops right. out there. We have seen when, have like, opposite. look at, according to Josh Denny, he put out this tweet. He said, 
you know, that the city council defunded the cost by 150 mil in L.A. and crime exploded. Governor Newsom, this bootlicking piece of shit, had to come in and gave them 300 million dollars to make up for the difference because it's because the rich are now complaining about how bad it right. got. Once once Nordstrom and then Louis Vuitton got robbed and they're like, hey, wait, we need yeah. police again. Yeah. A lot of them turned to private security because I have a friend that runs private security in Los Angeles. That's who's protecting Beverly Hills. They don't rely on cops. They, they've got their own pri- private security them. <laughs> they got a bunch of Blackfoot Indians and stuff out there guarding stores and they don't have crime. But a lot of these cops are handicapped by the DAs and things all George Soros picked. Right. That just won't allow convictions or someone goes to jail and gets out the next day. And so you're seeing gangs organized on Facebook that'll just hit spots in San Francisco where they all just run in and steal stuff openly on film with their mask and their, you know, you put yeah. on glasses and a mask and you're out, you know, they just well, you know, jewelry stores, robbing clothing stores. They started finally, uh, throwing in jail these antifa motherfuckers because they were all starting to play you know like the 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 purge it was just like commit a crime and not go to jail day and Mm -hmm. it was all rich kids in portland right what you have is a bunch of rich kids who are mad at daddy and mommy who are raging against machine that their grandfathers created and they're just taking out a middle class i mean in la we had a i had a comic buddy of mine who was rioting on the street of where our studio is. I'll tell you what's wrong with how Antifa got started. And this guy said it all. That's amazing. I got that. Someone gave me that early for Christmas. That's sweet. We sell these to actually we're sold out, which is disturbing. A little bit. We sold out well, of Unabomber we, action figures. Don't worry about it. We have we have uh, Unabomber t-shirts that look like Sam. Oh yeah, you'll love this. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben's and he's still on the box. Oh, <laughs> that's expensive on eBay. Yeah, you're not gonna segregate in this house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need. I want some. Uh, Aunt Jemima and stuff, if anybody's got it, you know, it, you know, I want it in English. Sam, so. you were talking about balkanization, though. Do you not worry that we could have, even if democracy function as it's supposed to, like a tyranny of the coast, you know, where like the cities are making all the decisions for the rest of the country? If, if 100%, we're seeing, federal, I do. That's how it is now. <laughs> I've been traveling the country gigging. Here's what I've learned everywhere outside of New York, San Francisco, L.A. and maybe Chicago have all moved on. Why are those places being controlled? Because they're where they're, those are two of the biggest economies in the world and where tech is. Those are this is being done purposefully. OK, purposefully. I get worried that if we we, we secede, California will fall to like China. I really do worry about that. Because there's going to be nothing but beta cucks here and they're never going to fall fight back. So I don't get me wrong. I also think China's full of beta cucks too. Like who was sending me (laughs) something? Was it you, Johnny? Or somebody sent me something Uh that said like the the army in China is complaining that like 60% of their population can't fight in the war because they're just too like beta cuckish. They have to send them back. And like I've said it here on the show, they and banned I tra- boy bands. China was trying to blame like uh, 
boy bands, you know, like K-pop. Yeah, 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 very popular right now. It's huge. Nothing wrong with that. If you like, you like it. It's not sissy or not. It's just, a, you know, that's their style. But they were like, this is why we're a bunch of sissies because we're watching these men with makeup. I'm like, no, you're sissies. Uh, because half people live on $5 a week. Yeah. You know, they can't get the nutrition. They're not going yeah. to gym or anything. Like, they just lit, they're miserable, you know? Um, How about India, uh, India versus China? That's a big thing. And those are two huge populations. They had some skirmishes recently. Yeah, some um, man. What do you think? India, Trump I think was India doing? wins that because, uh, I mean, this would not happen, but most of India's military is on the Western part because of Pakistan. So, it's just beneath Western China, which is China's weak spot. Where in the East, uh, it'd be harder for China to come down because of the natural barrier with the Himalayans and so on. So India would have the early advantage in a war with China, but um, China has a better air force slightly. China has a better... Uh, mm, I'd say they have a better Navy too. Would that be a nuclear conflict, you think, right? Or just a land war? Well... That's the funny thing. When both sides have nukes, they don't use them. Yeah. Usually it's proxy wars. So they would try to get ethnic minorities to uprise from within China or within India. That's what would how they would do it. Like if we ever end up in Iran, there's going to be an Aziri revolt inside Iran organized by the CIA because doing a conventional war is just too many casualties. We'd lose more than 10,000. So that's unacceptable. That's the one good thing about modern warfare is these uppity prissy nations cannot stomach casualties anymore. Like when Israel lost a couple hundred people in Lebanon, they quit. Right. In 2006, they just couldn't deal with the casualties. So they're like, we can't we can't fight them directly. We're going to have to use proxy forces. And that, like and that is a big problem with Ben Shapiro, too, because he gives these speeches about, you know, basically uh u.s military being used for zionist purposes and he just completely deflects the thing going oh they're not fighting for israel they join knowingly that the military you're like nobody joins for that they join because they think they're protecting the country yep they don't oh yeah i'm gonna go fight for corporate interests no they think it's for their nation a lot of them their other family members have been in and so they're going in freedoms man Some, um, even like yeah and don't like have a question. lot of good job prospects and join the military because it pays well and maybe get into college later like you know a lot of poor people join the army as a and stepping ladder for economics yeah like oh i'm gonna go learn a skill and they're gonna pay me and that's better than what's around my little town so well, we'll go join the air force or something all right rye Ray Ray, Ray Ray from Tokyo, China, coming in hot, <laughs> dropping hammer. You know, I can't, you know, it is. We sell fuck Lincoln pillows on the website, by the way. All right, man. Well, send me links. Everything <laughs> will include them in the description. Uh, you should I... check out the shop, man. We got Unabomber toys. We got the Epstein map. I've got a Biden crime family map as well. We got some good 9-11 stuff. I have to uh, promote. My gear, because I'm banned on everything else. What is it again? What's the website? ANCReport.com. And then you can just click the shop tab. You got all these goodies. Some of the stuff that you're like, <laughs> it'll, you'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> when you see it. 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. I appreciate you giving me some time to talk about the Civil War. That's something you could talk about for hours and hours and hours. And I don't think we have U.S. history in public school anymore. It's just of course not, dude. everything is about race and sex. And I'm like, oh, God, it just that isn't cultural Marxism, dude. It is everywhere. Yeah. yeah it is everywhere. And uh, start not Florida anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there are some places, but I mean, even in uh, Texas now, there was the Supreme Court said something about the DAs don't have to investigate. I don't know, man. And they're already complaining that this is going to allow for election fraud to happen. Who knows? But I got jam. Ryan, thanks for coming on. And I hope uh, you have a great New Year's, whatever Whenever, whatever year it is in Japan right now, I think it's 50,000 or something like that. Whoever knows, um, enjoy that. Enjoy your calendar. calendar. <laughs> you know, if you guys like jerking off to Asian chicks, check out his, uh, his uh, calendar. You could beat off to it. And it's scratch Based and wife sniff. Is. Scratch it's- and sniff. <laughs> Smells like uh, California roll. All right, guys, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. One more episode after this. And then it's Woo! the end of the year. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.